How many believe that the Holy Ghost is here this morning? Amen. Amen. We are in a place where we can worship God. Amen. We're in a place where there's freedom and there's liberty. Amen. You know, today we have preachers and denominations restraining the people of God to tell them you can't be singing hallelujah in church. You can't raise your hands in church. Baloney. The Bible says to come into God's presence with singing and thanksgiving, worshiping the Lord, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, hallelujah, to shout praises unto God. That's a place where God wants to be. That's where God is, where God's people got the freedom to worship, to sing praises to the Father. Amen. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Get a little excited. Amen. Hey, we're in church. We're not in a funeral home. Praise God. We're in church. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I've sat, I've stood at some, some dead beds in my life, and I've people ending their life. You know, people were sad, but this is just the beginning. Hallelujah. Life's only beginning with the Lord today. Listen, we're going into a higher place, praise, a place where God is worshipped, where the praises of God come down. Everything is perfect. Amen. There'll be no sickness or disease. There won't be no old ages. There won't be anything that, no bills, no debt, no nothing. There'll be life. For eternity, joy and peace and righteousness. Every day is going to be a song, Blackie. Every day is going to be a day where you're going to worship God. Every, for eternity, whoever knows how long that is, praise God. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Amen. This is a good day. <laughs> Somebody turn me to Matthew real quick. Chapter 16. And I'm going to show you something this morning. And Matthew chapter 16. We live in a good day where we can hear the gospel. Thank God we can still come to church. Amen. Without the threat of somebody shooting you or threatening your life. We, we serve a big God. Amen. You know, I learned something. The more I preach, the better it gets. I'm not talking about me, but it's easier. Because you start understanding a little bit what the Holy Ghost is about, what Jesus is about. Today, we live in a time where religion is very fluent in the church. And I'm not talking about God's religion. I'm talking about man's religion. Religion has stifled God. It's stifled the Holy Spirit. It choked out the, the praises of God. Like I said a minute ago, so many people go to church. Listen, if, you're, if you raise your hand, they're going to run you out of that church. If you shout hallelujah, they're going to say, you can't do that here. Praise God. This is a dignified and, a, and a orderly church. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm all for order. Praise God. I'm not against order. But when we stop God's people from worship, come on, somebody. When we stop God's people from praising the Lord, listen, we need to get back to that. Praise God. We need some shout in the church, praise God. We need to be able to shout and worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm going I'm to get cranked up in a minute. <laughs> uh, verse 24. We're living in a time where the gospel's not preached. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Men... Theology is preached and philosophy is preached. And, and, and doctrine, I'm against, doctrine is wonderful. Paul said it like this. He said, called it his gospel, my gospel. And it didn't mean that God, Paul owned it. It was something God gave him, right? And he said, if you didn't follow my gospel, then you're deceived. God presented the gospel to Paul. God, Paul received it as from the Lord. I don't own this church, but it's my church and your church. Come on, somebody. Come on. I don't own this, this Bible, but it's my word for, for me. God gave it to me. He gave it to you. See, God never separates his people from his word. Come on, Holy Ghost. See, it becomes part of our life. 
The same as you own your house and your car, you own God's word. Amen? It's part of you. When we talk about the gospel, we're talking about the life of Jesus, okay? Because if Jesus is not who you worship, then you're, you're worshiping another God. A false hope. If Jesus is not part of your life, if Jesus is not part of your worship, if Jesus is not part of who you believe, if Jesus is not there to encourage you to build your faith and draw you closer to God, then you're not worshiping the Father. Okay. <laughs> you heard me say that already. When somebody comes to you and says, do you think you have the only way? Yes, I have the only way. Well, can't we go through Buddha? Can't we go through Muhammad? Can't we go through somebody else? No. no. One way. One way. <laughs> it says in verse 24, Jesus said unto his disciples, who said this? If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Come on, somebody. Deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. That doesn't mean if you got a, I heard that, you know, you got, you got a broken down car, that's part of your cross. Or you got a, a bad wife or a bad husband. That's not the cross he's talking about. He's talking about the gospel. Amen. Come on, the gospel is going to cost you your life. The only way you're going to gain your life, come on, Holy Ghost, is if you lose it. Come on, somebody. If you're any way you're going to gain Christ is if you lose your life on this planet. I'm not talking about your physical life. I'm talking about the life you live. You have to die to yourself. You have to die to this world. I feel like preaching, praise God. You got to die to everything you believe, praise God. If it contradicts God's word, it's a lie. I was talking to Book today. We was talking about that day. You know, I personally believe the football season now is, is another religion. I believe the, the, the entertainment system we have today is another religion. Come on. I, listen, I, you, you ever watch people listen to a country singer? You ever saw them? And look, they, they, they're cramming themselves at the, and they're worshiping. They're worshiping something. It's another, it's, it's America's new religion. Entertainment, education. Come on, somebody. Sports. It's another religion. That's what it is. The more I see it, they call us nuts when we run in church, but yet they go paint themselves green and blue in freezing temperatures in the middle of winter to watch a football game. Somebody throw a pigskin down. down, the, down the, I can't understand. I used to be caught up in that, man. Seriously. I, I couldn't believe how much I was caught up in it. I wouldn't sleep if the Saints lost a football game. How stupid. How losing peace for something like that, that ain't, that's, it's, it's, it's another religion. I was, I was caught up in another religion. I'm not against people watching sports. <laughs> but when it takes over your life, when it becomes your, what you think and what you feel, it becomes a God. It's another religion. Now we, we can even go as far as religion itself. I want to read something to you in uh, Mark real quick. Turn with to Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Jesus made it very clear when he talked about putting your wine into an old bottle. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Listen. He said, if, if you put your wine in an old bottle, the bottle will bust. 
Now, what does that mean? You can't take the old system, the old religion of the, uh, of the world, unless you go back to us. Or most of us were Catholic. How many of us still hold on to those old Catholic doctrines? Watch. And I'm not saying you do. I'm saying so many times we, we I just, like I was saying this morning, uh, we, I was telling you that. It's like racism. It's engrafted in us. It's like it comes from our fathers and our fathers and, our, and they taught us, you know, uh, uh, black people are lower, lower race of people, uh, white people are superior. No, they're not. I told a black guy the other day, I said, you know what? There's no racism in America. We're all part of the human race, okay? Just because you got a different color skin than me, that don't make you any different. And I thought that over and over again. I said, how stupid. We're dividing this nation over somebody's color of his skin. See, we, we bring that all with us in Christianity sometimes. And we start, we start thinking, man, I would never, never associate with such. They, 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 this was black and this was white and this is Mexican. And, this is a, and we've got that in our, our mind. You know, it's a sin. Racism is a sin. Amen. Slavery was a sin. But why are we so easy to hold on to these things? And I'm going to go back to that. But when we start bringing our old life into that new bottle, come on, somebody. You get where I'm coming from? Our old religious beliefs into that, old, that new bottle. When we start bringing all that old custom that was ungodly into that new bottle, what happens? It'll bust. So God, and he was basically talking about the Jewish religion here. Now, that was the old law. But as Christians, we seem to bring our old pride into that new bottle. We want to bring that, that old religious beliefs into that new bottle. We know we've seen, you know, I like this, but I, I'm going to get rid of this, but I want to keep this. You ever got like that? You ever went to pick a deal? You picked and choose what you wanted? But that's what Christianity has become in America. They choose what they want. But Jesus warns us. Now listen, I'm not preaching to the Jewish people here. I'm preaching to you. Amen. Christians. All right. <laughs> oh, he was. <laughs> okay. I hate to be bold, but that's how it is. Praise God. Verse 34. When he called the people to him, himself, and I'm reading the New King James, where he says, With his disciples, he said unto them, Whosoever desires to come unto me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. If you want to keep this life, that's fine. That's your business, but you're going to go to hell with it. I'm not trying to be uh, unkind or nothing like that, but it's true. If you come to the Lord, you have to change. If you come to the Lord, your life has to be surrendered to the Lord. You can't serve God in that old way. Come on, somebody. I find I'm changing even now, after 30-something years. Still changing. Still having to develop and change in the ways of the Lord because I'm ever going to change. I'm always going to be growing. I'm always going to be getting closer to God. The more close I get to the light, like I said the other day, uh, the dirty I see I am, praise God. Listen, you can, you listen, I work, <laughs> I have a dump truck business. Man, let me tell you, you mess with them old trucks long. Listen, it don't take long. Actually, you're greased up. Your clothes are all dirty because you're messing with the grease and the dirt. I'm under that truck. That, that, <laughs> listen, I, I like to work sometimes my mouth open. I never notice it's a habit. My tongue out. <laughs> and the under the truck, that dirt's coming. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Oh, listen. <laughs> Me and Isaac bought us some uniforms for our business. The first day, 
It wasn't an hour. My uniform was completely filthy. Because that's the kind of business I'm in. I'm in the dirt business. And sometimes I got to mess with grease. But that's what the world's like, Blackie. As long as we hold on that, we're going to be dirty. We're not going to be able to get closer to the Lord. We're not going to be able to draw near to the God. Unless we get willing to die to ourselves. And most people will do this. Well, I've been going to church 50 years. Well, I don't, I don't care if you've been going to church a million years, praise God. If there's still pride in your heart, you got some dirt. Still hate in your heart, you got some dirt. Come on. You still get you're bitter. You still got some dirt. You can't expect to put all that into Jesus' bottle. Come on, somebody. Come on. Listen, I'm preaching today. Y'all better see him in or out or something. Like listen, listen, you can't put your old life into that bottle. You're not going to be able to, Yvette. How in the world are you going to serve God dragging that old baggage? The same thing that kept you from God in the first place. Okay. Oh. Turn me to Luke. Chapter 5. We're going to read a few scriptures this morning. So you don't think I'm lying to you, okay? <laughs> Luke. Chapter 5, verse 39. You cannot fill the bottle with the past. Cannot fill the bottle with the old religions. Come on, somebody. You can't fill the, the, the bottle with your old pride. You can't fill the bottle with your old bitterness. You can't fill the bottle with your old lust. Come on. Well, I got saved, and I'm saved. I'm saved by grace. That's true. But you ain't going to stay right if you don't get rid of that old the bottle of bust. What we call a bottle today, we think of a, a bottle or a plastic jug or something. But this was a goat skin. <laughs> you know, it was sewed together. And he drank. It was, it was flexible. You, can, you could, uh, you know, squeeze it or whatever. And they would fill it up with wine. Come on. You remember when Jesus started to water in the wine? And he said that the people in the, uh, or, or the men that, do the wedding feast, said, he's kept the good wine for last. <laughs> Jesus was making wine that came from him, Sister God. <laughs> See, they were drinking the old stuff. And when they drank the old stuff, they drank Jesus' wine. They said, this is a whole lot better. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I said, Jesus said his wine was a whole lot better. Because it was coming from him. See, Jesus gave us a new life. It's the Madeline. Jesus gave us a new life, huh? And Jesus gave us a new hope. He gave us a bottle that, that could take the wine. But the wine of bitterness will not never be working in Jesus' bottle. They had the Old Testament and New Testament. Thank God for the Old Testament prophets. But they were preaching holiness. And that's, we should live holy today. Can't live, go to heaven living like hell. <laughs> it won't work. Come on, somebody. Sin is still sin in the Old Testament and the New Testament. You break God's law, you will burn forever if you don't repent of it. But sometimes we try to bring that old law into Jesus' bottle. And we say, well, I'm saved because I keep the Ten Commandments. No. Ten, ten, ten Commandments, if you read the Scripture, never saved anybody. 
Like I said earlier, that's not, these are not ten opinions. They're ten commandments. It's not what God thinks. You better do it. And if you study Paul's writings, Paul had all the, other than the Sabbath, it looks like, all the Ten Commandments were carried off into the New Testament. Because you know why? They were God's character. <laughs> Come on, somebody. They were God's character. The Ten Commandments was God's attitude towards sin. God hates sin. God forbid, and preachers are starting to say, well, we don't use that word in church. Well, you're not a preacher of the gospel. Come on. That's why we got the church all messed up. That's why we got the church ain't living for God anymore. They're taking anything that comes, uh, comes down the, 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 the pipe. Because nobody's mentioning what God hates anymore. Come on, somebody. God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. God hates a lying tongue. God hates a proud look. Who hates that? God hates it. And you ought to hate it. You ought to hate it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're going to have to go check the tires outside and cut them. <laughs> we, we, we need to hate what God hates. But as wonderful and holy as those commandments are, they were never set up for redemption. They were showing you what God hated that you need to repent of. Come on, Jesus paid the price for those sins. Listen, I ain't perfect. Believe me. But I, when I sin, I know. Because of the convicting power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I'm going to find time with God to get it right. But if I'm looking for the Ten Commandments to say I'm going to heaven, I can't. Paul said, it's not of works lest any man should boast. I'm saved by grace. Like I said many times, you might ask me for something. I'll tell you. I might tell you no, but let book back there ask my son. Or one of my children because he's my son. He has, he has a covenant with me. And, and don't tell me you love you, me as much as you love your children. Don't lie to you through your face. You don't. Because there's a union between your children and yourself. And there's a union between God's children and him. When I started understanding that, Black, I said, man, I've heard saved by grace all my life. And I, I knew it was right, but never could comprehend. I'm one of God's children. He's going to do for me. What is he not going to do for that world? <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. He's going to do for me. He's going to reach out for me. Well, he's not going to reach out for that world. But that doesn't want him. Because they have no covenant with him. Hallelujah. Praise God. I made a covenant when I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. I became his son. I became joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Everything Jesus owns, I own. Come on. And when I look at that, I say, how much is that real? How much is that? Do I really own what Jesus owns? You ever stop and thought about? Do I really? Listen, if I understood and believed what this book said, I should never be sick in my body. Come on. I should never have fear. I should never have that. But we do have them. Amen. But you know, the Lord tells us not to do it. You can't put fear in Jesus' bottle. You can't put hate in his wineskin. You can't put pride in his bottle. Now, like I said, Jesus was talking about the Jewish, but anything you drag into that wineskin that is not of the Lord will burst the bottle. See, religion and law will burst that bottle. Listen, if you're dependent on religion and law to get you to heaven, then look out. It's, gonna, it's not going to work. It's because of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Be there's only one thing that, that, that fits in that bottle is, is grace. The wine of grace. 
That's the only thing that'll fit. Okay. Hallelujah. Chapter 5. I said verse 39. I had my spot a minute ago. <laughs> and he says this. And no one having drunk, he's talking about the old wine, immediately desires the new. Now what he's saying is that it's hard for people to come out of the old way. If you study the scriptures, especially with the, even the apostles, it seems like they didn't want to let go of the old law. Paul had got a revelation of we were saved by, by Jesus' death on the cross. But you find out that even the apostles seemed not to grab a hold of that. Even the ones that walked with Jesus. Till God gave a revelation to Paul. See, Paul was zealous toward the law. Paul was the most pharisaical man in the Bible. He was killing people. Locking them up because they wouldn't follow the law. They gave their heart to Jesus. But God met him on the road to Damascus. Amen. And you know what? God spoke. Jesus spoke to him. Well, it's hard for you to kick against a prick. You know what a prick is? That was something that they would drive the goats and the sheep with. If they didn't want to move, the, the shepherd would stick them with it. <laughs> How many of you ever got stuck? <laughs> Come on, Lanny. Oh, God, I don't want it. <laughs> and he loves me. That's why he did it. The Bible says he chasing domes who he loves. I don't like people poking me. <laughs> Preachers poking me. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Listen, y'all going to get out of here with an amen one, uh, before we finish. I'll I don't like somebody telling me I cannot do that. Right? <laughs> Obedience is the only thing that's going to fit in that new bottle. Rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. Remember that part? Wow, I'm struggling. I'm trying to obey God. No, just do it. Come on, Jesus. Just say, God, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm going to follow you with my life. It doesn't, listen, I can't make that decision for you. You're going to have to do it yourself. That's something that has to happen inside your heart, inside your spirit, that realize that God is right and I am wrong. Right? You're making this hard. No, I'm not. I'm telling you what the, what the Bible says. God is right and I'm wrong. Well, I saw sister so-and-so doing brothers. I don't care what sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so did. What are you doing? Right? Oh, Lord Jesus, help. You can't put rebellion in that bottle. Can't put pride in it. I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. You can't put your own self into that bottle. You got to put yourself dead in that bottle. You got to die to yourself. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow him. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's nothing else that matters but doing what God says. Hallelujah. What Jesus says. There's nothing else matters but doing what the Holy Ghost tells you to do. Don't listen to me. Listen to God. Amen. Don't listen to a preacher or a priest or anybody else. Find out what the Bible says. Amen. Do what it says. I want to ask you a question. I'm going to read some more. But what are you trying to shove into that new bottle? No, just personally. You don't have to tell me anything. I mean, you ask yourself, what's unpleasing to the Lord? What's going to burst that bottle? <laughs> Ooh. All 
right, let me read verse, uh, I said 30, uh, 39 now. No one that tastes the new wine. Listen, let me read it again. I don't want to misquote myself. No one having drank the old wine immediately desires new, for he says the old is better. That's a lot of people. I like my old life. I want to go to heaven, but I want to keep this part of it. I used to, I had a, a little fellow, he was claiming to be a Christian, he wasn't, amen. And I was listening to him, oh, thank you, Lord, I'm serving Jesus, blah, 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 blah. I looked at him, I said, your problem is you like your sin. I'm just blunt told him, you like your sin. And it was true, he's not serving God today. See, he wanted the feelings, y'all. He wanted the, he wanted the, the religious experience, but he didn't want the commitment. He wanted to shove all his old life into that bottle, and, and, and it's not going to work. You got to put new wine into a new bottle, right? If, if you're going to serve Jesus, that's new wine. That has to be put into a new skin. I want to read something out of Romans real quick. And listen, I'm going to just read a few scriptures for you this morning. Just write it down if, if you, uh, Romans chapter 6. Verse 6. I'm going to be honest with y'all, and I'm, I'm going to confess. There's some things about my life I'm not happy with. Because sometimes I doubt God. You know, I look at Jacob's life. Jacob was facing Esau, his brother. You remember, he deceived his brother. And stole the birthright. And you know what? The thing about Jacob is that he didn't have to steal it. God already promised it to him. Come on. God already told him he was going to get it. But he went and he deceived Isaac, his father, when his daddy couldn't see. He went in there and he stole the birthright. He made his father believe he was Esau. Esau was the firstborn. So according to the custom, Esau was to get the blessing. And to get the blessing, you was to get everything the daddy owned. The firstborn got everything. But... When, you see, Esau didn't mind selling his birthright. He had no regards for the spiritual part, which I personally believe was a shadow of a born-again experience. When you're born again, that's the best gift you're going to ever receive. You can, you can walk in poverty the rest of your life, but you're going to go to heaven, and you're going to gain everything, praise God. But you saw Esau, he wanted that physical materials. He wanted, he wanted, he wanted the outside. See, he didn't care about the spiritual. And God was angry with Esau. His Bible seems to say God hated Esau and loved Jacob. That's how serious he was. But Jacob and his, his mama, Rebecca, decided they're going to deceive Isaac. And they stole the birthright. I'm not going to keep you too much longer, but listen. He went about trying to steal. He went and lied about to his father, lied to God, tried to, tried to hide and take the birthright. The, uh, the blessing away from Esau. And the minute he done that, Esau found out Esau wanted to kill him. So Jacob had to run for his life. He went and lived for 14 years with Laban, his future father-in-law. Well, his, his, his father-in-law deceived him too. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. He deceived Jacob. He wanted Rachel. 
got Leah, and he had, he had to work again. To get, so he ended up with two wives. I'm not going to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't have enough trouble. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> Scratch. <laughs> okay. So he, he decided to leave Laban, his father-in-law, and he went off on his own. Then he had to come face to face with Esau. The thing that he feared the most was his brother Esau, because his brother Esau wanted to kill him. So the night before, he found out Esau was coming to meet him. And the night before him and Esau interacted again, he went by himself. And and the Bible says he wrestled with God. (laughs) And the Bible says that he wrestled with God all night. And, 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 and the Lord said, let me go. Esau, I mean, Jacob had him. He said, let me go. He said, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. You know what happened? The first blessing he stole. This one he was going to earn. Come on, somebody. Come on. He was going to get what he wanted from God, but he's going to have to fight for it. And he wrestled with God all night. Some of you might be fighting with God today. And he said, God, why, why, why? I can't. You need to wrestle with God. You need to knock, knock, seek. And ask, it'll be open unto us. We need to make sure we wrestle with God. Listen, you ain't going to get any answer by saying, just wishing for it. Or hoping God does it. Sometimes you got to fight. Come on. I'm not getting off in another message. But sometimes you got to fight. To get faith right in your life. You're going to put faith in that battle? It's got to be fought and wrestled for. My Lord, I feel the presence of God. I don't know about y'all, praise God. Listen, I'm, listen, I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> Seriously, you're going to get the faith you want. You're going to have to wrestle God for it. If you're going to be blessed of the Lord, you're going to have to wrestle God for it. I wish he would just give us everything we want whenever we ask. You know what? We'd be spoiled babies. What is it, my little granddaughter? Janice was uh, feeding her some rice and gravy. She stayed there till she got every drop. <laughs> right? She, she, she wouldn't move. But if we like that with God, huh? We'd stay there till we get every crumb. Hallelujah, every drop. Every piece of rice. Well, that might be what it's going to take. <laughs> you mean I might have to... Spend time with God? You mean I might have to get on my face before God? I might have to spend hours with the Lord? Maybe so. You got to fill that bottle up (laughs) with faith. And sometimes it's going to take some. Listen, listen to the modern. And that's me. I I try not to. I don't want to pick on preachers or nothing. The modern preacher today. Come to Jesus and everything will be all right. I wish I was true. Come to Jesus, and he'll give you everything you need. It's like, like you, he's doing everything, and you're doing nothing. We don't want to fight anymore, black. We don't want to wrestle God for what we want. We're not going to get that bottle filled with the right wine until we wrestle with God. We're not going to get it by wishing for it. Listen, me and my wife, we got a business. We got, a, we got more money we got to spend, earn. And I said, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to pay this. I said, the Lord said, you trust me, son. And I find, hey, you ever want to learn what trusting the owner business? And find out. Listen, we live by faith every week. 
But you know what? He never let us down. 11 years, again. Never let us down. God is faithful. If we do what he wants and believe him and, 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 and really put faith in our hearts, things will happen. Okay. Verse 6. Chapter 6, I said. Romans. Romans 6, 6. This knowing that the old man is crucified with him. Who's the old man? The old life you lived before you were saved. When you died, when you gave your life to, the life to Jesus, you died. Now that old thing, that old flesh, that, that never got born again. Okay? People understand, well, if I'm, if I'm born again, why do I still feel some of the things? I because you ain't, you ain't crucified it all the way yet. See, you, the, the thing is that you got to crucify your flesh daily. The more you grow with the Lord, you're going to find yourself crucifying the things of the flesh. You're going to start turning away from the things of the world, turning closer to the Lord. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Unless you, Paul said, I die daily. You ever read that? I die daily. He didn't mean physical death. He meant spiritually. He was dying to the world daily. The more closer he got to God, he died every day, every day, every day. He had to die to something. The old man or the old woman <laughs> is crucified with Christ. He says that the body of sin might be what? Done away with or destroyed. That we should no longer be the slave to sin. For he that is, is dead, listen to this, is freed from sin. Listen, praise God. Most people say, I'm a sinner. We're all sinners. No, I'm not a sinner. If you're born again, you've been made free. Listen, this, isn't, listen, this is the flesh is still going to fight you. And there's still some passions inside of us in our physical, our, our spirit that's separate from the Lord. It's going to fight you. But I don't practice sin. Come on, somebody. I don't go out there and say, I think I'm going to drink a couple of beers and get drunk today. I think I'm going to commit adultery with somebody today. That don't happen in my life. And I'm not trying to be self-righteous, but just something I don't do. Come on. Because the, 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 the flesh is the, the spirit. Is, I was saved. I've been set free from the law of sin. I would have had no problem doing it when I was lost. I could lie like a liar. That was the biggest liar they had. Amen. Probably could teach the devil some lessons. Hallelujah. But I don't lie no more. And if I do, it ain't going to take long before the Holy Ghost is going to deal with me. A liar lies because he's a liar. Adulterers commits adultery because they're adulterers. I am not an adulterer. You're not an adulterer. You've been made free. The sin don't control your life anymore. You ain't bound by that old sin of lust and pride and greed and selfishness anymore. You've been set free. Somebody say, man, this feels good. <laughs> I had some stuff I was dealing with not too long ago. And you know what? When, when God finally set me free, I felt like I was born again, born again. That makes any sense. <laughs> I felt like a weight had fallen off. The things that was holding me back, Sister Ethel, the things that was pulling me back from God, I let go. And then I'll be made free. <laughs> free. I cannot put that old sin into that new bottle. <laughs> Come on, Black. I cannot pour that old life into that new bottle. My God, I feel it. I feel like preaching. Y'all like I'm almost finished. <laughs> I feel like preaching. I cannot put my own life into that 
a new bottle. Woo. <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm glad I came to church. <laughs> now, verse 37 of Luke, and I'm almost finished. I'm saving, I guess I'm saving the best for last. Chapter 5, verse 37. 5, verse 7, 37 of Luke. Mm -mm. Go back to Luke, chapter 5. God wants to free you this morning. Listen, if you're born again, I think most Christians don't understand what being free is. You know, preachers don't preach it anymore. They, 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 you know, the, the modern church will tell you totally opposite from the, what the Word of God says, okay? If you're born again this morning, you're not a sinner. You're not being self-righteous by saying that. That's just what the Word says. No, I don't go out there and look for what I want. Listen, I, Listen, I don't want to talk about my past life because it ain't nothing to brag about. I remember <laughs> when I first became a pastor from the time I was pastoring in Henderson. I was listening to some people. Well, I said, listen, I can't believe they're doing that. They were bragging on how sinful they were. Oh, I used to do that, man. I used to, man, I would do. I said, why in the world do you want to bring that up? <laughs> why in the world do you want to bring up something that was killing you? They were enjoying themselves, bragging how they, they was the biggest run around and the biggest this and the biggest that. They were full of something, all right, but they weren't the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and I thought to myself, why in the world would you want to brag on how sinful you are? And these were church people. I said, come on, be for real. Man, this is nothing but the hog pen. It's slop, man. Why do you want to brag on something? I don't want to sit there. Listen, if I sit there and tell my kids what I was, I'd be ashamed. Because I don't want, I'm died, that died. Whatever I was died. I remember the day when I gave my heart to Christ. I said, where are you at? I keep saying that over, and 12 years old, I remember I come to, from Hanson, I was visiting there. Of course, I didn't, you know, I, I gave my heart to God. I remember that. I remember that so clear. Blackie, black, I couldn't quote a Bible verse to save my life. But I knew something had changed. <laughs> I knew if I'd have died that day, I was going to heaven. I asked a 12-year-old to explain that to you. I couldn't. It's just something inside. But, of course, I didn't continue. But, but I was 20 years old. When, I mean, Janice came back here. This very little church. You wonder why I love this place. Because everything that mattered and was spoken in my life, majority of it was spoken here. I learned how to harmonize with Blackie when, when I was sitting and Blackie was leading worship. I, I remember that. I would say, well, let me try this out. Blackie and his sister Belle was singing, and Loewe was singing up here. And I, I would practice <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> I learned how to sing. I couldn't sing that much before, actually. <laughs> and you know what? I learned how to sing, and I, I learned to worship. When my brothers that were here before, Brother Mike and Brother Kuhn were preaching, and then I, I, I listened. I was, you know, I, sorry to say I wouldn't listen all the time, though, because I was like everybody else. I, oh, I wish you'd heard me go. I'm hungry. I want to go home. <laughs> Don't lie and tell me you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I tell you what, what I picked up, come on somebody, what I heard, the songs I heard, I can remember a lot of them old songs that were sung in this church. I can remember the words that were preached in this church that changed my life. What if I wouldn't have came? I wouldn't be preaching to you. It's because I believe 
and what I heard. And I started putting some good stuff into my old bottle, my new bottle. <laughs> I started, listen, I, I, could, I could still picture, if I'd sit there for an hour, I could tell you the things that I've learned just sitting here. And God's going to do it again. He's doing it now. This church is going to be full one day. With hungry souls, if me and you could just put the right stuff and the right faith in the new, the new wine bottles and the new wineskin. Because he's going to use everyone in this place. But our hearts have to be right. Come on, somebody. Our spirits have to be right. Oh, y'all looking at me crazy. But it's true. But brother, I ain't perfect. I ain't perfect either. But I love Jesus and I'm born again and I, and I, I ain't what I used to be. I'm telling you right now, I'm not what my wife's the testimony. My mama knows what I'm talking about. My wife and mama both. But I ain't what I was. When I say I love my wife, it's because I had to first love God and love Christ. I had to put that in that bottle. I wouldn't trade her. And I told her that. She she looks at me crazy. But I wouldn't trade her for 10 Miss Americas. Because when I was down and out, when I was was facing some, most of y'all remember years ago when I ran that big machine and a man passed on that man and killed him. I said, that, 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 listen, I could have destroyed my life, man. Seriously, I, I didn't do it. Bro, he's in the wrong place. <laughs> One way, but still, a man died. I watched his head squash like a melon. I said, man, if I wouldn't have had this place, my wife, the people of God, praying for me. Oh, man, I tell you, I feel the presence of God. Listen, my, I'm going to tell you a true story, and I'm fixing to close. I'm going to read this verse in a minute, but... This was a horrible time in my life. I, I, listen, I, I'll tell you what. I, I, I'd, have, I'd have maybe committed suicide. If it wouldn't, my God, if it wouldn't have been for the people of God that love the Lord. It's Kathy, your daddy called me at my house. I still remember him telling me. My mother-in-law, my brother, my sister, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, they didn't know God. That brother called me, he, he prayed with me, and he encouraged me. Blackie, what if he wouldn't have been there? You think I'm saying that, but what, I, what if this man loved God? He loved the Lord. He wanted to do his, and he put that in, in me. He put it in you. Amen. Like Brother Mike is another one. Anybody impact my life more spiritually as a human being is Brother Mike. Until this day, I'm going to. Honor the work that he done here the best of my ability because I saw in him a desire for God. Man, that's why I feel like I feel a lot of time. Because if I if I'd had a preacher say, Well, God is, you know, you will serve as, you you serve God on Sunday and the rest of the week do whatever you want. What if somebody had told me that? What if a preacher would have told me that? Because men of God that sold into our lives the things of the Spirit changed us. Not them, but the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? They were only the vessels God used. But when I think about all of that, and I remember, I had some good stuff put in my bottle from fine men of God. And they weren't perfect. It's like, I ain't perfect, praise God. We all made mistakes, seriously. You, you can follow me one day. You're going to find out I'm not perfect. <laughs> but I tell you what, I would not commit adultery on my wife. I would not go out and drink. I would not go out and do the things that are ungodly. That's just my convictions. That's what God, that's what I believe. When I see Christians doing things like drinking, especially those that know better. When men call themselves preachers looking at other women, 
I had one preacher tell me one time, he says, women, you know, God put them there, they're beautiful, he wants, to, he wants us to look at them. I said, you're full of it, man, you're nothing but lust in your heart. Jesus well said, if you lust after a woman in your heart, you commit adultery. Why in the world would you want to look at any woman other than your wife? There's something wrong, Blackie, in our hearts. What I said, verses uh, 37. 37. Then he spoke a parable. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old. You don't never. You ever saw people patch their clothes? Come on, somebody. You always patch it with an old piece. But you don't use a new piece to patch an old one with, right? <laughs> Today, you don't know if it's patches or what. It, <laughs> it's nothing but holes. They don't patch them anymore. <laughs> but you'll never see somebody patch an old, come on, a new pair of pants with an old garment. You can't, it'll, it'll, it'll ruin it. I'm saying, it says, and he spoke a parable. No one puts a piece from a, a new garment on an old one, otherwise the new makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match with the old. Now I'm reading the New King James, okay? But that's what he's talking about. You don't you don't put new stuff on old stuff. I just joke with Blackie. I said, you know, Blackie. We can dye our hair, you know, make us look younger, but you, you can put paint on an old barn. It's still an old barn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told him, I said, man, I said, you dye my mind. might take a couple of gallons to dye that, that mop. I remember one day I dyed it. Janice dyed her. It turned orange. <laughs> Black, I look like a big pumpkin. <laughs> I said, Jenna said, you're not doing it again. I said, I want to dye my hair again. You're not going to do it again, she said. It was like a grayish orange. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> and you got to let it grow out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But anyway, he says, and no one puts new wine into an old wineskin or old bottle. Or else the new wine will burst. The wineskin and be spilled and the wineskin be ruined. You can't put, come on, new wine into an old bottle. It's like trying to put your old life into Christ. My God, hallelujah. It's like trying to put your old life into Christ. Listen, you're growing. I'm growing. You ever get to the point when, when you're doing something, you said, that ain't right. How come you never heard that when you were lost? You know? Yeah, that's true. You, right, when you get angry at somebody for no cause or no reason. And God says, uh, Lenny, I don't know, I don't know, that's not right, Lenny. How come I never heard that when I was lost? <laughs> because the, the Lord has given me a new bottle. And he doesn't expect me to put that into the, the new one. He stops you before you shove it in there. Some people say, oh, I don't like more. Like shoving that, that old life into that bottle. It's not going to work. What was killing you before? What was destroying your life before? You know, that's why I hate marijuana. I hate alcohol. I thought about that over and over. I said, why would I want to give my money for something that destroys so much life? 
Something in the world makes it glamorous. You ever seen those alcohol commercials? You ever seen anybody drunk on them? They're just having a good time. Everybody's sober. Life's going good. It's just fun. But they never show you the woman's wife getting beaten or the a husband destroying his life in a car accident or children's homes just being destroyed, children getting divided and torn apart. They never show you that. Why do they don't show you that? But you never buy it. They want to present it as something good. And that's what Satan does in your life. He tries to, you had more fun when you was lost. You, 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 you did things. You, you had friends. And <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> It was glamorous. I mean, you went and you, you had fun and everybody had a good time. But he didn't tell you it was killing you. He didn't tell you with the price that was going to be paid for that life. He, see, that's, that's, that's why you can't shove that into that new bottle. Because it's going to bust. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. So I said it's going to bust. Don't try to, sh- don't try to shove your old religion into that bottle. It ain't going to work. Don't try to shove your old life into that bottle. It's not going to work. I'm almost finished. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> and he says, and no one having drank the old wine. Come on, somebody. Immediately desires the new. You know, I had a guy tell me one time, I led him to the Lord. He came to me and said, Lanny, says, I, since I gave my life to Christ, my life got worse. Sure, it's gonna, the devil's going to let you sit there. Listen, the devil's going to come and fight you. He's, listen, that's what he does. He's going to make you regret your decision for Christ. He wants you to stay where you're at. He wants you to stay in bitterness and hate and pride and lust. He wants you to stay with the alcohol and the marijuana. He wants you to stay with everything, the religion, the worst part of all. The worst thing that you can, you can encounter as a Christian is called religious pride. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Somebody says, well, I'm a Catholic, and I'm a Baptist, and I'm a Methodist, and I'm, a, I'm full gospel, and I'm non-denominational. Well, some people walk around that like, like that's the greatest thing in the world to, to, to brag about. You know what I am? I'm a miserable creature without Jesus. Come on. I'm nothing without the Lord. I have no hope. Listen, you can take your religion. You know what you can do with it, but I want Jesus. You can take your life, and you think that's right. Listen, I'm arguing. I know what the Bible says. I'm going to follow what the Word says. I want my life to, to matter in Christ. You know how narrow that road is, y'all? About as narrow as this box. <laughs> Straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads into righteousness. Few, there be that. Listen, if you're walking, I believe I can walk to Blackie on this line right here all the way. But if I'm drunk with the world, I'll be doing this. I can't find my way. Come on. Because, the, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm off the track. I'm, I'm away from, from God. I can't, I can't stay on that straight and narrow path. The straight and narrow path is righteousness and holiness and salvation through Jesus Christ. I'm not going to stay on that path being drunk with this world, y'all. Come on. I don't care. If you have problems with this world, if you don't want to hold on to some of them, don't. But the wages of sin yeah. is dead. Well, Berlin. You mentioned sin? Yes. Sin, man's problem from the book of Genesis all the way to Revelation. What is it? Sin. What separates man from God? Sin. I don't care what preacher said every day is a Friday. He, he don't mention the word in his church. I tell you, you need to not listen to that, that, that preacher. <laughs> okay. Genesis. 
There's one preacher, and I'm not going to mention his name, Jim. When, I, when he first came out about 20 years ago, he was always smiling. That's all he would do. Yeah, I don't want to, because I'm, I'm praying for him. I've got to pray for him. He would smile. He's a big old smile. Every day's a Friday. You know, you don't, you, you're God's child. You're a child of the kingdom. And it all sounds good. But he doesn't mention you can't get that kingdom without being born again. You can't get that kingdom without repenting of sin. But it's all nice. It's all good. He just says, I'm not even a preacher. I'm a motivator. That's exactly what you are. You're not a preacher. But, you know, I, I told somebody a few years back, and I said, that man ain't right. They told me, you shouldn't be judging. There was something about that message wasn't right. My Bible says, without holiness, no man shall see God. Come on, the wages of sin is dead, y'all. If sin is in your life, God has given you the opportunity to make it right. You don't shove that old life into that new bottle or new wineskin because it's going to bust. I'm going to say that over and over again. Remember, your life is separate if you're not in that wineskin. If you're not part of that new wine. Amen? Amen. And I know this is allegory, and I know this is just a a symbolic. There's no real wineskin. But the spiritual side is real. You know what I'm saying? The the spiritual side is real. The wineskin that you and me have is a holy wineskin. It's a wineskin that is pure. Listen, you came out 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 of whatever religion you were in. And be honest. You didn't immediately say the new wine is better. How long it took you to get out of your old religion, Sister Madeline? And that this lady is a godly woman. She, she wrestled with that. People came to her and said, well, are you going to tell me that the Catholic church is not right? No, it's not right. If they're telling you to pray to Mary and pray to some other gods, uh, the Bible says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I'm going to still preach it. The Catholic, if you believe, people that say, well, you can be Catholic and go to heaven. Not if you stay in that doctrine, you're not. Not if you don't believe Jesus is the only way, and you're not. I don't care if it's a Catholic church or a Baptist church or whatever church. Full gospel even. I'm going to tell you something that bothered me this year. I'm going to close. I'm starting to notice that more churches are starting to celebrate, Christian churches, celebrating Halloween. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. That's a way to death. It's a satanic Halloween. It's a celebration of demons and death. Why in the world would Christians that believe and Jesus want to try to shove that into that wineskin. It's not going to happen. Celebrate having Halloween parties. And, and I'm not talking about in full gospel churches. I'm talking about charismatic uh, churches. Why in the world would we want to try to? And I've heard this so said, you know, it's an alternative. We, we, no, we don't have to be part of that stuff. The night, like I said, a lot of times, that night, a lot of babies are going to die. A lot of people are going to die, sacrifice to Satan. We ought to be on our knees crying out for some souls that need us, need God to touch them before they're killed by the devil. It's a horrible day. It's one of the most darkest times in America to ever legalize or try to make that a national holiday. That is stupid. And one day, listen, even... um, George Washington, you know he actually had somebody executed because he was homosexual in his army. 
Oh, George Washington was evil. No, no, he did. Because if he wouldn't have done that, he'd have corrupted the whole, the, the whole bunch. One little leaven, eleven the whole lot. Listen, when we let Halloween in the church, buddy, that's leaven. That's leaven. That is leaven. That's, that's sin. That's the worship of de- the devil, demons. If people are hearing me over the internet right now. I'm not going to back. I'm not going to back away from. Them. If you allow that in your church, you better get right with God. You better you better repent. Because there's no way. The Bible says, come out from among them and be they separated, said the Lord. The Bible says, don't learn the ways of the heathens. You know? Amen. How many have a clean bottle this morning? <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to judge anybody. Listen, I'm constantly having to deal with my own heart. But I know one thing. You have a responsibility to make sure what you put in your wineskin is of God. Right? It's, 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 it's of the Lord. You can't bring that old life with you. You can't bring that old religion with you. You can't believe, bring that old stuff that you used to have with you. You got to go in with a clean heart. You have to go in with a right heart. Amen. Let's stand up, praise God. I want to ask you a question. And this is the only, listen, you don't have to come up here. I just want to ask you a personal question. And none of you might be doing this, okay? This is not, has nothing to do with. How much of your old life have you brought back with you when you got saved, kept? You'd be surprised how much. <laughs> You'd be surprised how much of that old life. I've, you know, even my own life, I find myself looking at things sometimes on that old perspective. And I, I'm not going to lie to you, praise God. You know, I said, well, that, you know, we, I said, that don't sound like faith. There's something I'm, I'm asking God for, and I'm going the other direction sometimes. That, that's not faith. God says, if you trust in me with all your heart, don't lean into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall do what? Direct your path. We should have no problem with direction. <laughs> we should have no problem in, 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 in going the right way. God says, I'll do it for you. I'll lead you. You just obey me and follow me. That's all he's telling us to do. Trust me. I have failed God a lot of times in that way. Because one time I said I, I was wanting to borrow some money. And God said, don't you dare. I said, well, I went ahead and do it anyhow. Man, I, I couldn't. For three weeks, black, I felt like I was in a, oh, man, miserable. Till I repented. Because I was telling people to trust God, and I did. You know, I'm not saying nothing wrong with borrowing money. I still have a business. We borrow money, stuff like that. That's not what I'm talking about. But at that time, there was something that God was trying to teach me, okay? People talk about, you know, hospital doctors and stuff. Nothing wrong with doctors. I believe they're, they're very useful. <laughs> I believe they didn't get that knowledge, but from the Lord. But when we put our faith in man and say man can solve all our problems, we can go to the bank, we can go to the doctor, we can go to whatever. Then we're trying to go to heaven with the old bags, old, old stuff. Listen, if you take medicine, there's nothing wrong with that. I take blood pressure medicine. It has nothing to do with my faith at all. Seriously, none. But if I start saying in my head, everything I'm doing is what's making me well, and give God, don't give God the glory, then, I, then I'm trying to do something I, that, that the Holy Spirit doesn't want. Okay? And it could be anything. Okay? 
It could be a past life that you, some, somebody you haven't forgave. Somebody you, so, so, you know, you could be your husband or your wife or, you, or your children. It could be a lot of things. I mean, it's just anything that you know. You keep trying to shove that in God's wineskin, but you don't find any peace. You can't get it in there like you want because it's not going to fit. The whole life will not go in that wineskin. <laughs> Come on. The whole life, the past ways are not going to fit, Blackie. If you can't get into God, there's something wrong. Amen. Everybody in this church is about, I've learned something from. Seriously. Especially those that have been here before me, like back in Kathy and Steph and Alan, all these that were here when it. And I heard some great things come from them. I heard some things that I've seen with Alan there. Don't say much, but he's there. He's faithful. Seriously. And I've seen it all my Christian life just about. That it no matter what it was, it was there. You know? Amen. And the Bible says, you don't lift yourself up, but I'll never. But let somebody else do it, the Bible says. But the thing is that, I'm pretty sure he'll tell me, but then I am perfect. Why? Well, and I'm constantly trying to, to kind of shove some of my old life in the wineskin that God don't want He's going to spit it out. He's going to bust. But let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. Father, I pray that today, this very day, that something happened in us. And let us see where we're at with you, Father. God, I want to be a new wine, a new wine skin, Lord God. I want my life to fit into what you have for me, Lord God. Well, I thank you that Jesus is my wine skin and my faith. And I can't bring... My old life with me into this new wineskin, Lord God. I pray that you would teach us, help us, convict us, deal with us, Lord God. If there's anything in our hearts that are not right, God, let it be. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm just going to dis dismiss this morning. I just want you to just pound that in your heart this week. And ask yourself. What am I trying to put in my, my bottle, my wineskin? Is it of God or is it? There are things that need to be changed. I need to do it every day. He says, I'm not judging. I'm not picking on you. I've got the same problem. And I don't, I don't want to hide it. It makes as if it's, I can't make something unrighteous righteous. It ain't going to happen. If I can't make it sound holy when it's not holy. You know? Come on, somebody. If I'm scarred from something from the past, I need to get healed of it. I can't, it's not, listen. Unforgiveness and bitterness and pride and lust and all this stuff is not of God. Yeah. Amen. I got to ask God to heal me. And, and, and so I can get in, and get in the right place with the Lord and, 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 and his wineskin. You know, I never preached this message before. I thank God he's given me some revelation. Mm -hmm. Fellaini, okay? Yes. There's just something I'm, I'm up, you know, like on Saturday night. I said, what am I preaching? Lord? What do you want? And, and he spoke that to me. I was listening. I said, man, why, why I never saw it before? Like, like last week when I talked about in Genesis chapter 1, where the earth was out form in darkness and darkness. I said, I never saw salvation in that first verse. Because if I'm in darkness, I'm empty. I'm void. There's no hope without, me, without, without light. Without Jesus, there's no hope. Without Jesus, there's no light. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was out form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God's spirit moved upon the waters. And God said, let there be light. <laughs> and, there was light. 
And I never saw. I said, man, I mean, I don't read in the Bible. I never saw a salvation plan in, from, in verse 1 and verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1. Never. Without Jesus, you're void and empty. There's no light. There's no spirit. <laughs> I know it's just an example. And it's just a, a shadow. And a, but I never saw it before. Like this morning. I never saw that was cramming into my wine skin, skin a bunch of junk that didn't fit. That would have busted the bottle. Amen? Amen? Lord, I thank you for this morning as we dismiss, Father. Let us go in peace and hope with you, Father. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.